Hi guys, welcome to Striving Together, Conversations Worthy of the Gospel. This is your host, Jacob Young. I have the pleasure of being the lead pastor and planter at King's Cross Church here in Manchester, New Hampshire. And we are a church plant with Sovereign Grace Churches, which is why we're having these conversations. Right, the purpose of this podcast is really super simple. I have conversations with my friends in Sovereign Grace Churches because I want my friends and the people I love at King's Cross Church to get to know them. It's really simple. We're just going to talk about Jesus and talk about these guys and get to know them. And I am super excited for you guys to get to know these friends of mine in Sovereign Grace Churches because I want them to have an impact on your life the way they have had an impact on my life. So here's the format of what we're going to do. I'm just going to have an interview with these guys and then I'm going to break it into 15, 20 minute sections. I'll post those, you know, once a week. And then at the end of that time, I'll post a full interview if you want to, you know, do the long form thing. I'm really excited about this and I hope you guys enjoy this interview today. This week, we're picking up where we left off with Mark from last week. Hope you enjoy the interview. Well, Mark, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I I did want to um, visit the category of prayer because I know that for folks who know you, um, prayer is um, it's definitely a mark of your life and it's something that you don't lead out with, but anybody who knows you knows that you are a man of prayer. And it's a category that I want to grow in. It's a category I think that we all want to grow in. I'd, I'd love just to hear um, your your practice of prayer, your history of prayer. Like, because you mentioned the prophetic gifts earlier, which I, I'm sure interacts with prayer. But just your, how did you grow in the category of prayer in your personal life? Mm. Well, uh, I still feel like I'm growing in it. I yeah. still don't know if it's a strength. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, all the all the humility <laughs> things you could say, I want to I want to acknowledge those and set them aside. Yeah, I think the the growth really came from um, seeing my own limitations and weaknesses and and temptations. You know, throw throw the sin category in there, um, and living aware of those limitations and weaknesses and and temptations um, helped just see my daily need to pray. Um, and even since, you know, step, stepping into this executive director role, that's been one of the effects, um, is, uh, seeing my limitations in gifting and ability here or facing things. I just don't know what to do. Um, it, it, it stirred prayer, um, believing that God's power is made perfect in weakness. You know, Paul talks about second Corinthians 12. So I think that's what's fueled it a lot. Um, I, in terms of my practice, I, I pray daily. Obviously, in my devotions, I, I write things. I, I write a list of things I'm praying for every day. Uh, I typically work through um, things like, uh, like right now, I've been praying for several months. Um, Isaiah 26, 8, Lord, may your name and remembrance be the desire of my soul. And so really living for the, for the glory of God. I think about what Jesus taught us in prayer let your kingdom come, let your will be done. So one of the ways I apply that is I pray that the gospel would spread all over the world and reach more people for Christ and that sovereign grace could play some small role in that. 
make that clear to us, whatever that might be. Um, I pray. One of the things Jill and I have been praying um, is that this year has been that the Lord would teach us to fear him more. We're wanting to really grow in the fear of the Lord. So I'm praying for that. And then I typically take some time to pray for my family and my extended family. And then I I pray for grace to to just live a godly, humble, selfless, self-controlled life throughout the day. I pray every day to be filled with the Spirit. That's what Ephesians 5.18 talks about. I need that. Um, And for God to do what I haven't planned. And then I'm praying for wisdom based on certain things we're facing as a, uh, in sovereign grace or that we're yeah. facing locally as pastors, and I write those down. Um, and then I pray daily. Um, I pray for, uh, I, I'm aware of different pastors' trials and situations, so I just pray for them by name, um, whatever that might be. But then I'm, I'm praying a couple of broader prayers for sovereign grace every day. I pray that God would protect our churches. Uh, every day, and that he would hold back Satan's attack, and that he would deliver the members and our pastors of our churches from temptation. That includes myself, obviously. And then I I have a a list of churches I know that are facing financial struggles or uh, pressures, and so I pray that God would provide for those churches, Mm -hmm. pray for them by name, and pray for um, that God would provide for sovereign grace financially. Pray for that every day. Now, usually praying through some some of the pastoral situations I'm involved here at at Covenant Fellowship as well. That's some of what my list looks like. Wow. And what what would be kind of like, do you have like special, I don't know, like hours or just kind of like marks in the day where you stop and you spend time in prayer? Yeah, I usually, I don't know if I've got, like it's just built into my calendar, but I typically take a, a break from work and when it's nice I just I just go outside and walk and I'll pray for even 20 minutes mm. I'll just go and pray if I'm working on something I'm praying about that if I'm working on a sermon I'll pray about that if I've got a meeting coming up I'll pray for that um, mm. so I, I I'm typically doing that a couple to, at least a couple times a day yeah apart from praying in the morning wow are there any books or articles or sermons that you've heard that would uh, that have shaped or influenced your life of prayer? Well, my favorite book on prayer, and that could change, but uh, it's a book called um, "Prayer and the Knowledge of God" by Graham Goldsworthy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, as Goldsworthy does. He's a you know he does a biblical theology on prayer, and it just um, it just elevated my view of prayer as one of the effects that it had. Uh, and then um, Spurgeon, Spurgeon, um, The Power of Prayer in a Believer's Life was another book that really affected me. Wow, okay. Those two in particular. Wow. You know, to my shame, I've I've never read either of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, I recommend them. <laughs> I've, uh, I've read, you know, I've, I've drunk the Tim Keller juice, and so I'd... I've read Keller's book on prayer, um, which is incredibly helpful, but I haven't read those, and I don't even know if I've heard them before. So that's really helpful, Mark. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, is there, is there a way that prayer has shaped your, um, I mean, you're alluding to this with just praying for the churches, but leadership decisions with sovereign grace or, um, and obviously we're referring to praying through the decision to move back to Philly 
like it, it seems like prayer has has deeply shaped and informed um, your leadership and your your decisions in life uh, in a way that's unique. I think. Um, is there anything that, uh, any particular leadership categories that you would think of that like, wow, like prayers really changed this for me as a, as a leader in my church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, well, yeah, I think that's a great question. I, I mean, um, I, I know from a, from a, on a, on a local church level, prayer has affected the way I pastor people. And I've seen God answer prayers in ways that I know pastoral counseling alone wouldn't have accomplished. You know, it, it, uh, you see people change. And you were faithful to bring biblical counsel, but apart from praying for them, I don't know the counsel alone would have changed, brought the change mm-hmm. that they've enjoyed. Yeah. But that's one thing I've clearly seen. I think I've just seen God answer prayers in deci- on a, you know in a sovereign grace role, praying through decisions about who should be on the leadership team and and pray and then decide and then uh, begin to work with that those those guys and just see why God placed that person on my heart and thought was the guy that was supposed to be on the team. I don't just to clarify. I don't make that decision alone. The executive committee, sure, sure, um, I understand that, which yeah. oversees what I do, has to basically they have the authority to make that decision to put the person on, but they hear my rationale for it, which is a prayerful rationale. Right. Yeah, um, but I've, I've seen that. I've just seen that happen, um, and then I, I've just seen uh, God answer prayers in a way that. He would work in in ways we never would have planned, you know. So the fact that we're planning a church in Croatia is something we never planned. Yeah. But to see how God brought that about, just praying that we could advance the gospel outside of the states, not knowing how that was going to be answered. Um. And so, in light of that, one of the things I pray somewhat regularly now is for us to have church planning opportunities in the northwest part of the United States because we just don't have much of a presence there. Not that we need to have a presence there. It's like, not like that area of the states needs sovereign grace, but we want to participate in gospel mission up in that area. Yeah. So I'm praying for that, not knowing how that's going to come about. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. That's really encouraging and uh, and mildly convicting, Mark. That's really helpful. Um Mark, I don't want to take any more of your time, but I, I do want to ask before we close, um, if you had one thing that you could say to our church, King's Cross, just, you know, we're, we've been here, uh, we moved here three years ago this summer, and we did our public launch a year ago this Easter. Um, if there's one thing you could say to our church uh, in these early days of the church point, what would you say? Well, I need to say two things, because i got to begin with just, thanking you, Jacob, and uh, Michelle, and your family, but, uh, but the people that came with you to start this church, thank you. Thank you for the sacrifices you, are make, you have made and you are making. I just believe there are wonderful rewards in heaven you're going to enjoy for eternity as a result. That's the first thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I thought through this a bit, and I, I, I felt like this is what God laid on my heart, that you you would know that church planning is a joy, as we talked about earlier, but it's also a lot of hard work. And in the midst of 
all the hard work and the busyness of planning a church, make sure that you prioritize your daily relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, that, that the busyness of ministry doesn't replace that. Yeah. Um, and there's a number of reasons for that, but one is this, um, and I, I'm going to borrow a, a, a phrase that John Piper uses. People want to be around a man or a woman who's been around God. And I think that's the, that's the fragrance of Christ type of language that Paul was using in his second letter to the Corinthians. And that's who you are. You're the fragrance of Christ in a community that um, needs to know that fragrance. And that's going to come from your daily relationship with Christ. So make sure you continue to prioritize that. And um, the people that God is calling to himself, those people will be attracted to you and want to spend time with you. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mark. That's, you know, I, I think that, that um, that's a timely word for me. And I think for, um, for our church, you know, it is, um, as I watch the folks in our church, they're making a lot of sacrifices and uh, giving a lot of effort to this. Um, but our, our, well, our little tagline as a church is loving Jesus together. Um, and, uh, it's a, it's funny. That's our tagline, but I often forget that in my own daily practice. So I, I appreciate the encouragement, Mark. That's really helpful. Mm. Glad. I love your tagline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a fan of it too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mark, I really appreciate your time. I don't want to take any more of your, your time um, talking today, but really thank you so much for investing in King's Cross, and thank you for leading our family of churches. It, it really is it's a true joy to talk about our family of churches and to be a part of our family of churches because I, I just I experience the joy of God um, as we do this together. Um, so thank you for leading us, Mark. You're welcome. Thanks for doing what you're doing in planting. King's Cross, and um, thanks for asking me to, to do this podcast, uh, um, this interview, Jacob. It's really humbling to be asked, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it'll be great. It'll you'll get loads of hits online. I'm sure this will get this will skyrocket your popularity. <laughs> uh, so you just you have loads to look forward to. So, okay. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much, and um, I'll see you at the regional assembly. Thanks for your time today. Okay, take care. Yep. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Striving Together, Conversations Worthy of the Gospel. If you'd like to learn more about King's Cross Church, listen to our sermons, read our blogs, check anything out, you can visit us at kingscross.church. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at podcast at kingscrossmanchester.com. By the way, the music for this episode is done by one of our worship leaders, Matt Litzinger. You can hear more about Matt's incredible music, get his EP, get all of his great stuff at mattlitzingermusic.com. So that's Matt, M-A-T-T, Litzinger, L-I-T-Z-I-N-G-E-R, music.com. Matt is the warm comfort you feel when you walk into your family's home for Christmas dinner. Have a great week. Talk to you later.